The United States of America, 2,399. Great Britain, 780. Russia, 1,405. Australia, 468. These are countries bursting with Olympic success. This show is not about those countries or the athletes that represent them. This is about the other guys. The guys that have not won a medal. Not won. Not even close. These are the countries we are going to be following, as well as the athletes that represent them and their stories. This is Medallica, Minnows versus the World. Good morning and welcome to episode 11 of uh, Medallica Colin Minnows versus the World. Uh, how you doing, Rick? Uh, welcome from, uh, well, hello from Rio, Gus. Uh, it's, it's great here. The sun is in the sky. The gunshots are in the air. I, uh, I literally uh, would not want to be anywhere else in the world right now. Well, I can't be uh, because uh, I do not have enough money to get home. <laughs> Well, we're actually going to touch on uh, on how you could possibly get home by following the lead of a uh, of an Olympic star. So let's dive straight into it with uh, the segment that we call Surveillance on Sadibi. It is mere hours before uh, the man of the moment, uh, Rashid Sadibi, uh, throws down. And uh, and look, I want to show people how how invested in this we are. Not only have we got money on this, however, uh, I've started tweeting um, uh, at the guy he's going to be competing against. Uh, which, which is none other than uh, Iakiv Kamo from the Ukraine. I'm sure he's a great bloke, but wow, have I gone yeah. to war with him today? He, <laughs> his entire Twitter is full of uh, is full of a series of uh, of uh, very sinister uh, memes and gifs that seem. Are you? Are, are you Mac Hortoning this guy? I'm. I'm getting right inside his head. In fact. What what he thought he was doing was coming to the Olympics. He's actually engaged in uh, in a full blown game of Inception, uh, and, <laughs> and and I am many levels deep, just really fucking shit up in there. <laughs> so uh, so Rashid uh, Rashid competes against uh, Iakiv Camo, uh, who uh, won a bronze medal at the European Judo Championships uh, last year. So this is the test. Yep, he's getting tested straight up. Uh, they uh, they've obviously gone. Oh, Sadibi, we've got to get him out early. We can't have Burkina Faso coming in here winning medals, says the IOC. No. And uh, and so they've they've given him a tough first round matchup in the round of thirty two, which is at a uh, eleven twenty eight p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Ah, uh, prime time. Prime time. You'll be able to watch it uh, at a reasonable time. That's uh, it's what like uh, ten thirty a.m. eleven a.m. your time. Definitely something like that. Yep. Boom. All right. Uh, what else have we got? Ah. Oh. Kimmy Collins, you've seen him. You've seen you. You have eyes on on KC. Yeah, I have. I've uh, I've seen him touch down at the airport, and uh, you know that the, the the crowd was going nuts. Uh, literally, he he touched down. Uh, he's ready. He's got his uh, he's got his his smile on. He's ready, uh, and he's willing. And I think he's really going to take it uh, to Usain Bolt uh, coming this weekend. Boom, and uh, and finally over to Giannis Kinder. Uh, so, mate, you have a bean your bonnet, don't you? Yes, I do have a beef. The other day, we reported uh, that the Lux- a Luxembourg paper had come out and said, look, uh, you know, we have all these athletes going to the game, but what you may not know uh, is that we have another guy, and it's Jonas Kinder, and he's going on the refugee team. They're trying to claim him. I was really pissed off. Poor from there. Uh, 
And so what I did was I looked into the conditions as to why he's on the refugee team. Now, the reason he's on the refugee team is because no country will claim him as its citizen, which I think is sad, and uh, it makes me even more angrier than I was in the first place. So <laughs> what I'm thinking of, what I'm thinking of is how do we make a country in order to repatriate uh, Jonas into our country or or repatriate him uh, into a better country. And if any of our listeners have any ideas as to where Jonas could go, that would be better, uh, then we want to hear it, uh, as well as using the hashtag Luxembourg Suxembourg. Because <laughs> I've, had, I've had it up to here with this tiny little nation. Yeah, yeah, they're throwing their weight around, aren't they? Well, I mean, it's a, we love minnows, but we don't love political minnows. Uh, just no, in the God, Olympics, no. Olympics context. Um, look, I, I think that uh, that there's three white, three things that happen once you uh, you establish a country. Either no one gives a shit, uh, the UN welcomes you <laughs> in with open arms, or someone decides to invade you and the country doesn't exist anymore. So, I mean, we've we've got to think about this very carefully. So, I'm open to uh, thoughts from listeners, uh, and uh, and we will hear we will hear any ideas. We'll hear ideas on what the country could be called, where it could be based. Uh, I have briefly looked up uh, whether you can claim uh, the ocean in international waters, and you cannot. That is an act of international <laughs> war. <laughs> so, uh, so that's out. Every, everything else we're talking about and, and, and will be considered. And that is the end of, uh, of surveillance on Sadibi. Alrighty, and, uh, and Rig, as we discussed yesterday, uh, the arts games. We're excited. The Craft Olympics are back. Uh, what can you tell us? Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic here. Uh, I mean, the the, the, the feeling is, is palpable, uh, the, the craft is thick in the air. Uh, it, it's also, <laughs> it's also really, really well uh, supervised from a security standpoint, and that's mainly because the uh, criminals are targeting uh, events where people actually are. <laughs> so I actually feel very safe. Uh, the Art Games is going off without a hitch, uh, but I, I guess it would be uh, because there are no people here. Uh, well, I mean, that is uh, all Olympic medals were not created equal, but on the medal tally, they are. So uh, I look forward to, uh, to the medals for, uh, uh, for uh, Jazz Ensemble Small, uh, equally exactly the same as Michael Phelps' swimming golds. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's, it's very exciting here. It's, uh, it's, it's all finger painting and yarn. Uh, oh, as far perfect. as I can see, it's, uh, it's a kindergartner's paradise. So. Really, really looking forward to see uh, what what uh, some countries can uh, can bring to this when when it goes live in 2018, which is just a comically comically uh, uh, long period of time away from right now. From right now, that's uh, that's the best. We'll continue to uh, to check in and uh, and look. It does. It sounds like your uh, is that gunfire. It could. Do you know what? I uh, that, that that could be gunfire. It could just be exhaust. Uh, but unlike uh, Australia, it actually more likely is gunshots rather than the exhaust. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna literally have to run. All right, you you, you go. I'll finish it off. Yeah. All right. All right, mate. I'll see you later. See you, mate. Bye. Yeah, and uh, and that's no joke. Terrifying for uh, for Rig on the on the ground in Rio, and good on him for putting his uh, life on the line so that we can uh, get quickish. Quickish updates uh, based on uh, on how uh, how long it takes us uh, to actually get this uh, this information to air and to your ears, and that brings us into the segment we like to call. Apocalympics now. Firstly, Usain Bolt. Wow, 
Uh, things are things are going from bad to worse over in Rio as uh, Usain has uh, decided to pick up the slack. Not enough people are coming to events. He's become a ticket scalper, and there is absolutely nothing uh, that screams the wheels are coming off this wagon uh, like the biggest star at the Olympic Games having to actually flog tickets uh, on the side of the street. Um, apparently, there's 1.2 million empty seats. If you've seen any footage of the games, you'd see that it's basically just people's parents um, and a couple of stray dogs who won competitions. Uh, and yeah, I, look, I wish Usain all of the all of the luck. We will continue to aggressively tweet at him uh, that Kim Collins is coming for him, and I, I hope that now that he's uh, that he's a scalper, uh, that he's uh, he's going to have uh, going to hear footsteps, maybe look over his shoulder. And I've actually encouraged Kim Collins to uh, to take take on the mantle and go, I can sell more tickets than Usain Bolt because I'm badass uh, and I'm just going to take this to the streets, uh, which is uh, which is what he knows all too well. So uh, that is the state of play as far as ticketing goes. We'll follow, uh, follow whether uh, Bolt can become uh, the biggest uh, ticket seller at the, uh, at the Olympics, which uh, probably wouldn't be difficult uh, looking at the crowd figures that we're getting at the moment. And then the next part is uh, we reported yesterday that the diving pool um, at the Aquatic Centre at Rio had turned a weird sort of bright yellow green. Um, it turns out that uh, it is infectious, and uh, I mean that in every sense of the word, because the water polo pool is now also looking like something that uh, breeds Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the excuse is that the rainwater has created a, a, a chemical reaction with the copper, um, and uh, no one is really confronting the the harsh reality, which is that uh, this water is uh, is nuclear. It is there are there are humans being put into water that uh, that is not fit for humans, uh, which I guess is pretty much a theme of the Rio Olympics, uh, and uh, it wouldn't wouldn't be the first, and we we are not at all surprised. So uh, that is what we've got time for on Apocalympics now, um, which uh, feeds us through to uh, to Donut Spotlight. Our spotlight today is on the Cayman Islands, uh, and. Uh, most of us would know the Cayman Islands uh, predominantly due to its uh, tax haven for uh, Australian Olympic silver medalist sailor Lucinda Whitty, who is a good friend of the show, and, uh, and we interviewed her on episode three or four. Uh, but they also have a very storied and, uh, and deep history in, uh, in athletics. So they have never, ever won a medal. Their best crack at winning a medal uh, is actually in uh, in this Olympics. They have uh, they have two very very good uh, uh, good shots at it, and that is because they have achieved uh, qualifying times uh, in in two events: uh, Ronald Forbes in the 110 meter hurdles, uh, and uh, Kima Hyman. Uh, we will just uh, we look forward to seeing how uh, how Mr. Hyman uh, runs in the 100 meters. Uh, he's getting a bye through the heat, so he's straight through to the quarterfinals, uh, which is fantastic. So. That is another another minnow in the hundred meters uh, who might be looking to um, to throw his weight around. His uh, his PB is nine point nine five. If he runs that, uh, then he's going to go. He's going to go close to uh, to a medal. He's going to be right up there. Um, and Ronald Forbes um, has uh, made the final of the two thousand and eight and two thousand and twelve um, uh, Olympic Games. So Beijing and London. And so look. Realistically, uh, I think we can we can back them into uh, to have a red hot shot. Uh, I think that they'll be they'll be up there there or there or thereabouts, and it's uh, it's basically their uh, their best crack at winning anything apart from uh, apart from being a, a haven 
uh, for the uh, for the rich uh, white establishment to um, hide their uh, misappropriated funds. Anyway, that is all we have time for. Uh, as you heard, uh, Rig may be dead, and uh, and we will check back in on him. Uh, we'll provide an update via Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow for the Sadivi Show. Mm-hmm.